The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week we discuss stalled EVs, Apple's mojo, and bank earnings. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. To end 2023, EVs made up just 8% of all car sales. Year-to-date, Fewer than 1 million EVs were sold in America, which is about one-half the number sold in Europe, and Chinese drivers bought almost four times as many. Is the electric vehicle revolution in the U.S. stalling? The data suggests that it is. Between July and September last year, 20,000 EVs made by GM were sold in the U.S., compared with more than 600,000 gas-powered GM vehicles. Dealerships report that EVs sit on their lots for an average of 92 days, compared with just 54 days of their combustion inventory. California, Florida, and Texas together account for over half of American electric vehicle registration, which doesn't say much for demand in the other 47 states. Disappointing demand is forcing car makers to reassess some of their electrification plans. In October, Ford said it would delay $12 billion of electric vehicle investments, and GM pushed back a $4 billion project to transition an existing factory into one for e-pickups. The biggest break on EV enthusiasm is price. According to Cox Automotive, a consultancy firm, the average EV sells for about $52,000, which is not a huge difference from the $48,000 for a gas vehicle. But when the total costs of ownership are considered, which combine the sales price and running costs for five years, that pushes an EV's price tag to 65000 or about 9000 more due to factors like home chargers, dealer insurance, and relatively inexpensive gas. A new tax credit of up to $7,500 for EV purchases offsets some of this cost disadvantage, but it applies to only certain cars, and buyers must file a form with their federal income tax return to get the rebate. Eventually, EV tax credits will change to be made available at the point of sale, making it easier for buyers to take advantage, which could help jumpstart a stalling industry. After a string of downgrades from Wall Street analysts, Apple stock received a much-needed vote of confidence on Thursday. Why is Apple finding its mojo again? Analysts at Bank of America upgraded the bank's position on Apple and raised its price target for the company, sending Apple shares up nearly 5% since the announcement. Bank of America said Apple stands to benefit from a number of industry trends, as well as identifying that many users who are using older iPhones will need to upgrade to newer models in the coming years iPhone upgrades will occur because the latest hardware enables generative AI features, and those are set to be introduced in 2024 and 2025. 
Bank of America's upgrade follows downgrades on Apple stock from Barclays, Piper Sandler, and Redburn Atlantic. Analysts at those firms pointed to slowing iPhone sales, especially in China, as a major headwind for the tech giant. China is Apple's third largest region by revenue behind North America and Europe, and in 2023 accounted for 19% of total revenue. Is Apple back to its best? I think the company needs to continue growing its services business to keep the good feelings going. Also, Apple is preparing to launch a new product, the Vision Pro headset. The $3,500 Vision Pro will test Apple's ability to produce a new kind of device for what could be the next generation of computing hardware. The success of that product launch will be worth watching. Stay tuned to The Whip for further developments. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank was only nine months ago, and financial media, in general, have moved on completely. Everyone was so worried just a few months ago, but the nation's banks are no longer a cause for concern by traders or investors. What is Wall Street missing here? At first glance, big bank Q4 earnings seemed disappointing, but the nation's biggest banks actually performed well compared to expectations. JP Morgan and Bank of America would have beat expectations if not for one-time charges that won't be a factor for these banks going forward. Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley beat expectations. Regional banks tell a different story, though, and the roughly two dozen who released their Q4 results present a clear trend. It was not a good quarter for regional banks. Why? Commercial real estate is slowing. The mortgage boom is trailed off amid high interest rates, and smaller businesses are still feeling the pinch of inflation. These are all areas where regional banks tend to do business. Currently, signs of serious economic problems like loan defaults are not at worrying levels. But even those metrics are starting to trend in the wrong direction, which puts further pressure on the regional bank's profits. It is clear, earnings results this week from regional banks suggest that the economy is slowing. Next week, we have our first interview of 2024. I am very excited because we talk with a real estate expert who has their finger on the pulse of national trends. Join us next Friday for that conversation and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.